Hi, this is Randy Chan. And Lisa. Welcome to the 34th episode of the Night Sky of Silicon Valley. Once a week, I will be letting you know what to look out for in the upcoming days so you can go out and gaze into our night sky. I spend relaxingly cool nights in Silicon Valley trying to discern what's out there. This podcast is our journey together of the night skies. May 2nd, 2021. Exciting news on the Mars front. Oh yeah? What's happening? Well, some good news and some bad news. First, the bad news. Last Thursday, April 29th, Ingenuity failed on its fourth flight attempt. It was unable to get off the ground and the NASA engineers are unsure as to why. The good news, though, is that they rescheduled it for the next day, April 30th, and it was a success. It flew for a total of 266 meters, and the flight lasted 117 seconds. Oh, that's good. So, that's it for Ingenuity, right? Those were the third and fourth flight? Well, originally, this is all that was planned for Ingenuity. But just last Friday, NASA announced that Ingenuity's missions will be extended. Wait, but I thought it was impossible to extend. Something about Perseverance needing to move on? Yes, that was the initial plan. Perseverance's plan was to stick around Ingenuity for only about 30 souls to support flight operations. But then after that, it would leave to explore other places of the Jezero Crater. Wait, why don't you explain what a soul is? Okay, one soul is one Mars day. Technically, it is the apparent interval between two successive returns of the sun to the same meridian as seen by an observer on Mars. Right, so basically one Mars day. Sure, and it's only slightly longer than a day on Earth. It's about 24 hours, 39 minutes, and 35 seconds. Wow, it makes sense that these Mars missions are on Martian time. But that must be so confusing for all the people working on this mission. They are basically living on the time zone for another planet. It's pretty wild, but the original plan for Ingenuity is to have its mission last for 30 souls, the same amount of time Perseverance was going to stick around for. But now, we get an extra 30 souls of Ingenuity missions. Oh, how come? Well, there are two factors that contributed to the extension of the mission. The first is that Ingenuity has achieved all of its technical goals, especially proving that a helicopter can fly on Mars and be operated autonomously. Using this information, along with the data from Ingenuity, we can build a better Mars UAVs, unmanned aerial vehicles, in the future. But this alone wouldn't be the reason to extend the mission. In addition, the Wright Brothers field, which is where both Ingenuity and Perseverance are currently, it turns out to be more an interesting area for planetary scientists than originally anticipated. So Perseverance, whose main mission is to look for evidence of past life on Mars, has a lot more to explore in this area. So it's a win-win. Perseverance gets more time to explore this Wright Brothers field area, and Ingenuity gets more flight missions. Oh. What an interesting coincidence. That's all for now. I guess we can expect more Ingenuity flights and more pictures. But Randy, what's happening here on Earth this week? Well, actually, for the entirety of this month of May, Mercury will be easily visible after sunset. For us Northern Hemisphere observers, Mercury will be visible in the west-northwest sky. Each night, Mercury will be higher and higher, until about mid-month, where it will reach peak brightness. 
The latter half of the month, Mercury will be descending in the night sky, eventually passing Venus. Oh, interesting. Mercury is the smallest and closest to the sun. You know, ever since the whole Pluto thing. Yeah, ever since the whole Pluto thing. For those of you who aren't up on planetary history, Pluto used to be the smallest planet in our solar system until August of 2006, when the International Astronomical Union changed Pluto's standing. Pluto is now no longer a planet. It is now classified as only a dwarf planet. I remember. Pluto used to be my favorite planet. Right when we were headed into middle school, they told us that we had learned about the nine planets in elementary school, and that was wrong. Instead of nine planets, there are only eight. Yep, our solar system has eight planets and five dwarf planets. The difference? There are three criteria to be considered a planet, and Pluto passed two of them, but not the third. A planet has to have enough gravity to clear its orbit of other matter. Pluto has not done that. What are the other two criteria? The other two are, it has to be in the orbit around the sun. Check. Has sufficient mass for its self-gravity to overcome rigid body forces so that it assumes a hydrostatic equilibrium. A hydrostatic equilibrium? Um, a state of equilibrium that's related to water? Good, good. For heavenly bodies, it means that its self-gravity eventually helps settle its shape into a sphere. Oh, I was wondering why planets and celestial objects are mostly round, but things like asteroids come in all kinds of rock-like shapes. Okay, check. Pluto is round. So, what is this clearing the neighborhood? Planets do it, but Pluto doesn't? Clearing the neighborhood means that an orbiting body is large enough to sweep out its orbital regions of other bodies. Over time, a planet will cause smaller bodies to either 1. accrete with it, 2. be disturbed into another orbit, or 3. be captured as a satellite, such as a moon. So, a planet does not share its orbital region with other bodies of significant size, except its own moons which orbit around it. Pluto does not have a cleared orbital region, so it is no longer considered a planet, just a dwarf planet. Okay, got it. So Mercury is our smallest planet ever since Pluto got kicked out of the planet club. But Mercury is still pretty small. It is only slightly larger than our moon. Coming up is the new moon, so with the coming darker skies, you should be able to get a better and better view of Mercury. Okay, I'll see if I can spot it. It should be reasonably easy to spot. It will be a bright white dot in the west-northwestern sky. Oh, okay. So, what else this week? Well, this week, the Eta Aquarid meteor shower will peak. So, what is the ETA for this Eta Aquarid meteor shower? Very funny, Lisa. This shower runs from April 19th to May 28th but will peak this Thursday, May 6th. So where are these meteors originating from? These meteors will seemingly originate from the constellation Aquarius, which will be near the southeastern horizon, close to Jupiter if you can recognize the planet. But where do these meteors originate from? Ah, I see. 
These meteors are particles of material that is left by the infamous Halley's Comet. Oh, so we're running into the remnants of a comet? That's correct. The comet left stuff in space along its orbit, and as Earth collides into this orbit, all the space stuff is getting burned up into our atmosphere. This meteor shower, we should be able to see a few dozen meteors per hour, so keep an eye out. How fun! Well, that's about it for this week. We'll keep you updated on all things ingenuity and are expecting great things from these extra 30 souls. And make sure to look for Mercury this entire month, and if you have free time on Thursday, go see if you can catch some meteors. Until next week, this is Randy Chan. And Lisa. From the night sky of Silicon Valley.